Exat tonight. No idea. Chris 90 MA. Alejandro Sita. Welcome, guys. Welcome to another show. Um, you know, Fridays in Miami, they're always a lot of fun. Like I mentioned last week, you just feel it in the air. Something's about to happen. But I'm not really feeling the Friday vibes today, and I'll tell you why. Last night, I was out hanging out with some friends doing comedy. Uh, you know, mingling. I went out shopping, uh, you know, checking out some venues. Uh, good news coming, for sure. Things are looking really up for 2021. Not only did the vaccine come out, not only do people in Miami not give a fuck, but they also go out and they hang out. And uh, I was out socializing with them. And I was mixing, um, man, I think I was mixing like vodka. Cause like I got, they served us a bottle of vodka and beer. And let me tell you guys something about vodka. Vodka does this thing that sneaks up on you. It's that's the real thief in the night, okay? I don't trust vodka because you don't taste it. And then the juices they bring with vodka, uh, it's like, what is it? It was uh, club soda, it was orange juice, and it was cranberry juice. Even with the club soda, you can't taste the vodka. Vodka, for some reason, ends up becoming, it, it molds itself to any flavor. What's up, Walter? Hey, Steph. Vodka just molds itself to any flavor, and it just becomes like this. Like it becomes like this age, like it's a Trojan horse. It's like, what are you drinking? Cranberry juice? I got like, you can give a kid cranberry juice. Like if you put it in a Capri Sun, if you put like a, any sort of juice and you put vodka in it, no one will know the vodka's in there. It's a dangerous alcohol. So even I, try, I tried cutting it, right? I put just a little bit of vodka. I tried putting the whole glass full of uh, cranberry juice. Vodka still... Uh, still got in my system in the worst way. I only had two cups, very little vodka. Maybe my tolerance sucks, but that vodka snuck in on me and I don't feel like going out now. I didn't get much of a hangover, but I was lazy all day. Something about alcohol, it just makes you lazy the next day, you know? Um, and thank God, thank God. Well, whoever, whoever came up with the idea to have the, uh, the curfew at midnight, thank God. Because if the curfew went past midnight, she would have gone wild. Last night, what? Hey, guests, guest HRO Kitty. We're here talking about the dangers of vodka, everybody. Vodka is an alcohol that I, I don't recommend. You know what I like? I like beer. I like beer because it fills you up while you're getting drunk. So your belly starts getting, you know, all swollen with the alcohol itself, with the gas, with the beer. Right. And then you just don't want to drink anymore. Like after three, four beers, you're like, I'm good. Ugh, I'm full. You know, five, six percent beers. That's it. Good to go. But vodka, just a little bit or tequila. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not much of a liquor guy. I used to be. I used to like whiskey. But whiskey's also another one that sneaks up on you. There's something very masculine about whiskey that when you have it in your hand and you're talking to people, pronounced Jess. Okay, well then uh, it's spelled with a J. You're contradicting yourself. Guess, G-E-S-S. It's pronounced Jess and then you spell it with a J. Make your mind up. But there's something about whiskey. <laughs> there's something about whiskey that when you walk, when you have a glass of whiskey in your hand and you're walking around, you just feel masculine. I don't know what it is. You just want to go around and just start crooning like they used to do in the 50s, like you're fucking, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra. Or uh, what's the name of that guy that would go, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I think he was in the Rat Pack. Um, what's his fucking name? Uh, let's see. What's that guy's name? Uh, the Rat Pack was the ultimate group. Uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Peter Lawford. What was the name of that guy? You know what I'm talking about. George? No, is it George? The guy that would sing with like his uh, cheeks. Singer with uh, pipe. I don't know if this is going to work. Singer with pipe? What would come up? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, what's up, E-Mobile? Singing pipes, what the fuck? Anyways, Bob something. I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, yeah. Anyways, to go back on track here, 
No, not Louis Armstrong. What the fuck? <laughs> the singer with the pipe. <laughs> Louis Armstrong. <laughs> no, the tobacco pipe, man. The tobacco pipe. Uh, uh, crooning. <laughs> That's hilarious. Crooning parrot pipe. I know he was in a cartoon. Uh, Frank Sinatra is getting... Oh, okay, here it is. So catch as cats can. Who is in this? Fuck, now I'm all like... I'm all caught up, guys. Hang on, let me... I'll find it for you, and then I'll... I'll fucking get out of it, I promise. Um, anyway, so when it comes to drink, drinking whiskey, when I walk around with a glass of whiskey in my hand, and, you know, they serve it up with that nice, well-cut cube, or maybe like a, a, a cylinder of a cube or it's a fucking uh, a perfect sphere. Can you guys hear that? My bad. <laughs> There's a cartoon. Fuck. It's not even loaded. Um, crooning singer with pipe. Nothing. Wow. I'm just really bad at remembering. You know what? I got to stop. Here it is. Bing Crosby. Damn. Yeah, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I remember the uh, there was a cartoon by the Warner Brothers that would make fun of these guys. Frank Sinatra, uh, the whole Rat Pack. But, they, but apparently this guy wasn't in the Rat Pack. I thought he was. Bing Crosby, guys. Oh, fuck. I know who you're talking. Yeah, so Bing Crosby would be the, uh, the swooning kind of uh, guy. And he would always play. Hey, listen here, bub. If you want to catch yourself a dame, you got to make sure you speak to her right. Or you could always sing to her right. <laughs> oh, man. What, what is it about masculinity back in the 50s that uh, made it so, I don't know, like it, it was so stoic. Everybody, for some reason, was wearing suits and fedoras. Like people would go out grocery shopping and you'd be wearing a fedora to go to Publix. And everybody with the wingtip shoes on, for some reason, you got a bow tie. It's like, why are you wearing a bow tie, man? You're at, you're at your, your, your neighbor's house. It's like, oh, I got to make a great first impression. Best Christmas album. Exactly. Um, Bing Crosby. So that's who I was referring to, guys. The first segment of the show was me just looking up this guy's fucking name. I can't believe it. I mean, what else are you guys expecting when it comes to uh, a, a daily comedy show? You think, you think I'm just going to fucking come up with gems every day? Huh? I, I, I can forget things, too. I can get drunk the night before and forget shit the next day. That's normal. I'm human being, right? But get this, guys. As I continue to grow this podcast, I'm trying to figure out ways to organize the show, right? So check this out. Back in the day when I used to podcast and I didn't know what to talk about, I had this book in my library called The Book of Fabulous Questions. And uh, every day, I remember that whenever I ran out of stuff to say, I would use this. And then now I'm coming across certain apps, right? There's even a deck of cards called Pod Decks. Shout out. Doesn't even sponsor the show, and I mentioned your name. If you fucking listen to this, uh, send me an email. So there's even a deck of cards that you can, like, shuffle through and pull out questions for the episode. And every question I was reviewing it, I was actually making sure, because, you know, you don't want to be answering some stupid questions. Like, where'd you go to school? Well, I went to Coral Park and then, you know, I want some really cool questions, right? And uh, I was looking up the, uh, some examples of the questions that are in those uh, decks. Pretty fucking good questions. You can even see them digitally on an app. Hey, Macula. So, uh, yeah, this book right here also saved the show in the beginning when I was brand new to podcasting on a daily basis. This show right here. Hey, Sasha. Uh, no, this, uh, this book right here. So let's, uh, let's go through some questions, shall we? And then we just riff. You guys answer them as well as we go along. If you could travel back in time. Ooh, perfect. If you could travel back in time and change how you handled one event in your life, what would you change? Well, you know, we, we can't make this into a therapy session. So we got to keep it light. Light. And to the point. So one thing I would change 
Remember, remember that uh, one episode we did about uh, middle school and how I was a young kid and I would have crushes on chongas. One thing that I would change from my past is that I wish I had the ability to roast people better as a kid. I was just roasting kids. It's just, if you're a kid roasting kids, like you could charge people for that shit. Monta says, keep it real and genuine. People are looking, are longing to bond with some real. I would have stayed. Yeah, man, I, if I ever have a kid, knock on wood, okay? God forbid. But if I ever do end up having a kid, one of the, one of the skills that I would teach my child is how to insult somebody in a friendly way. That is such a powerful skill. It's almost underrated. If you, if, you, if you have the ability to insult somebody and make it playful, the things you can get away with is insane, right? Let's say, you know, people are going to go get you and, you know, people, hey, Manny, come into my office. I got something to tell you. It's like, uh, you know, we, we wrote you up. We don't like your performance here. And then you just go, well, I don't like your performance here either. <laughs> like, if you know how to roast almost every event in your life, can be different. Like you can, roasting pretty much gives you uh, a time traveling machine in your hands because you can direct any situation any way you want. You know, Manny, can you please come into my office? Look, me and the me and the managers here, we were discussing that we're not liking your performance here. So we're thinking we're gonna have to furlough you uh, indefinitely. Well, I don't, I don't like any of you guys' performances either. What, just because your managers, your performance is good? Why don't you take a good luck, good look in your in the mirror at yourselves and then realize that maybe I was slacking around because you guys didn't inspire me, huh? As a matter of fact, I'm going to report you guys to HR before you get to them first. <laughs> whoa, 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 Manny, chill. Like, what's another situation that you can use roasting to your advantage? Give me your fucking lunch money. God damn, man, it's only $1.50. Are they not feeding you? Should I call child protection services because your parents can't afford a dollar fifty? You can have the dollar fifty, man. I'll consider this charity at this point. <laughs> That's sad, bro. A dollar fifty, you bullying kids for a dollar fifty? Can somebody collect some coins for this guy? This guy is obviously suffering. He's, people walk, you know, you know, when you get in a fight and then like everybody starts like hanging around you. Everybody's like, oh shit, he got a fight. Yo, give me your fucking lunch money. You need a dollar fifty, bro. Here. Take the $1.50. Can we get some more money for this guy? This guy needs help. Come on. I know the counselor, man. Let's go talk to the counselor. You and I, we're going to get this handled. Hey, man, this guy over here is uh, being aggressive over $1.50, man. You keep it up like this, man. You're going to end up being a crackhead. Let's get this handled immediately. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Even better when they like it and they appreciate the roast uh, admitting defeat makes you legendary. Yeah, I mean, roasting is such a fun way to interact with people. Roasting is, uh, roasting is a skill. And like I said, man, you got like a t you're pretty much behind the DeLorean with hands on both wheels and you're just driving your future wherever you want it to go if you know how to roast, you know? Roasting a teacher for a bad grade. Yeah, it's like, uh, you call this a test. Manny, you failed the test. Well, you failed making a good test. What do you think about that? Manny, you got an F in my class. I got an F in your class. No, you get an F for your curriculum. It was awful. I wasn't paying attention. I was not interested in anything you were saying. Uh, I need to tell the school dean about this class, man. I am not impressed at the delivery of this class. The syllabus was hard to understand, all right? The textbook was too expensive. How do you expect anyone to pass? I'm not interested in this. I'm going to tell my nephew to do that. What's up, Janae? Yeah, you just, you just roast. You just flip it right back on him. Like, what's another situation that a roast skill can actually uh, uh, help you out? Yeah, you call that teaching. <laughs> you know, you go through a bad breakup. Manny, I feel like you're not communicating with me anymore. I feel like you and I, we've, we've separated. Well, I'm glad you picked up on it. 
because I didn't want to break your heart. I'm glad you're breaking my heart because I know I'm going to heal a lot faster. So you, you did us both a favor, sweetheart. How does it feel to be the one doing the breakup? I believe in you. I believe in you. Break up. Tell me let's break up. Do it with more force. Try again. Say it, say it like you mean it. I want to break up with you. There you go. It's official. Have a great life, sweetheart. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> oh, man. Being bad in bed, sure. We'll go with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, how, well, how, I don't know. I've never really been told I've been bad in bed. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. How, how do they break the news? I didn't come yet. Well, I'm going. So uh, you decide if you want to come. <laughs> There you go. That's the perfect comeback. I didn't come yet. Well, I'm going. You decide if you want to come. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Perfect. What's up, Del, Del Codo? Del Codal? Um, all right. One more. What's another situation where, uh, you know, it could be uh, handled with a nice little roast? Um, I should have roasted that that police officer. No, because can you get arrested for roasting a police officer? Isn't that like, is it, it is it like going against authority if you if you roast a cop? Um, you know, someone gives you a ticket, and then they say, uh, "Here, drive safe." You're like, are you really giving out tickets during a pandemic? People are out here suffering. You still have your job. No, it almost sounds like I'm reprimanding her. Uh, but I really meant it. I was really upset at that lady. <laughs> oh, oh man, it still hurts me to this day knowing that in a few days I gotta get a, I gotta pay this ticket, man. And the worst thing about that is that when you know your ticket gets filed, as soon as you get like eighteen letters from eighteen different lawyers in the mail, that's when you know it's coming, right? You give out a ticket, they file the ticket. And then when that ticket gets filed, 18 fucking lawyers just start automating their letters. They send that out. Some of them even put their signature on it like it fucking means anything. It's like, oh, I wrote this with, with intention. Here's my, my signature to let you know that this isn't a, a robot. So he's like, I'm still throwing it away. Whether it's a bot or an old man behind a desk trying to come off like you're my friend. Look, man, it's going in the garbage. Okay? That's how you know that an industry is aging when they still send you letters. It's like, you still marketing like this? A letter? Really? Lawyers need to step it up, man. If, you, if lawyers really want to market correctly, open up a TikTok account. Why don't you dance for us? Fuck it. Everybody wants you to dance for them, right? That's what you get. That's, that's going to be the new way of marketing. You want my business? Dance for me. <laughs> there, that's the joke right there. The future of marketing is dancing. What, you want me to go to your pizza shop? Out of all the pizza shops I can go to, why should I go to your pizza shop? Hey, 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 it's lit. Yo, this is, let's dance while we make the pizza. Put a filter on it. <laughs> That's what it is, man. The future of marketing is going to be like, if you want my business, dance for me. I'm going to write that down. That's a pretty good one. They say TikTok is the future of marketing. So if you want my business, you better dance for me. <laughs> How bad do you want my business? Show me. Dance. I don't like I don't like the way this guy dances, man. It's stiff. It could be, it could be a lawyer that has like the best grades in the in entire uh, in the entirety of Florida. Like he passed the bar with high expectations, right? But he's too stiff. He doesn't know how to move his hips right, right? He's 50. So when you go to that one that's 21 year old, 21 years old with the hair slicked back. You guys ever seen a, a, a young kid trying to look professional? Don't they look like the worst? Look like fucking Richie Rich. <laughs> you, got, you know who I'm talking about. You know that young guy that's like, you know, trying to be a, a professional a little too fast. Hey, come on, man. It's like you're still 21 years old. Go go play Fortnite 
Enjoy your youth. What the fuck are you doing? Putting oil in your hair and slicking it back. Talking about Forex and trading and, and stocks and shit. Go buy a PlayStation, man. Enjoy life. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, well, you know, we're out here trying to trade a Forex because of cryptocurrency. I, dude, I can't take you seriously. Let me talk to your dad. <laughs> Where are your parents? Can you imagine if you get sold to some, by somebody that's like 20 years old and, he, and he's got like a suit and shit? It's like, look, man, I don't want to do business with you. I'm a 35-year-old man. You're not going to sell me anything. Let me talk to your parents. Yo, Rocky, he can break dance. He's hired. Yeah. What's up, Alexi? Uh, he was on computer. was like, isn't that the worst in texting and driving? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Sasha. That's great. That's how you roast the cop. Like, oh, wait. Oh, you're, you're giving me a ticket for, for texting and driving. Well, let me look inside. Let me look inside your fucking car. What the fuck is that? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Somebody called. And now I can't fucking go back. Wait a second. Wait a second. All right, there we go. Sorry about that, guys. Somebody called and I accidentally picked up the phone. All right, back to the show. As a matter of fact, great segue to get started with the sponsors. All right. That was probably the sponsor calling me like, hey, enough, sh enough shit talking. Mention my biz. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by LU Venus, who is a badass health insurance agent, helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, he's got health insurance answers. Hit him up. E-L-I-U dot B-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com. Woo! What's up, Chris Lopez, Realtor? Um, all right, let's keep going, guys. Let's go, let's go to another question. Let's see, let's see where the where the jokes will take us. Bro, I can't wait. I can't wait until um until I get this new gear coming in. You guys don't even know what to expect. As a matter of fact, uh, let me ask you guys for a favor, real quick. Uh, before the show is over, I want you guys to put in on the chat. Let me know what kind of topics do you want to see in video? Like what kind of content? What kind of themes? I'll give you an example. So one video that I'm going to do once I get the new equipment is top three places to black out in, in Miami. Okay, so that's I'm writing this one down as we speak. Top three places to black out in Miami. Easy. Number one, the mighty. We spoke about this. Any place that has little uh, food items and more drink items, you're blacking out, okay? The Mighty in Coral Gables is one of them. As a matter of fact, let me write that down. Any place with only one-sided food menus and drinks, you're blacking out. Manny's house. No, we don't. I don't black out in my house. Thankfully, can you imagine what kind of a loser you got to be to black out in your own house? Well, then again, no, you're not a loser. You're actually being safe, Manny. That's actually a very comfortable way to black out. You're blacking out in the comfort of your own home. This is my house, and I get to black out in if I want to. <laughs> it's not like an abusive dad, except I'm not a father, so I only have two cats. Is it, is it animal abuse if you black out in front of your, your cat? They don't give a fuck if you black out, right? They'll probably just nestle up next to you and black out along with you. Top three places you don't want to be seen or caught at. Nice. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Let me write that one down. Top three places you don't want to be seen or caught at. Um, all right, so let me just say mine, and then we'll get to yours, Montez. So one place to black out in the mighty. Second, uh, Flanagan's, for obvious reasons, the kids' menu, okay? 
there's a kid's man and you're blacking out there, you know you know how to pregame. Like, you, you, it takes a special kind of person to do that, right? We talked about that. And third, any local IHOP or Denny's, because if you tip the waitress just right, you can just lay your head down on those fluffy stacks of pancakes and she'll let you sleep the night, right? Top places to take your mistress. Yes. Your side chick. I think Miami will resonate more with side chick. Top three places to take your side chick in Miami. Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyone else, go ahead and put it on the chat. Uh, once this equipment comes in, we're going to start creating content that you guys want to see. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, the top three places you don't want to be seen at. To find your side chick, okay. Top three places you don't want to be seen or caught at. Number one, uh, Miami-Dade Police Department. <laughs> Number two, the pink pussy cat, right? They close it, they open, they close it, they open. And number three, what's the third place you don't want to be seen at? Um, let's see. I think of a really dingy place. Bro, have you guys ever like drove by uh, areas in Miami? Like let's say you're driving by Overtown or like Little Havana or like some random like 17th Ave and fucking Flagler, like somewhere there. Like you, ever, you guys ever drive around those areas and then you just look around and then there's like bars and you don't even know how the fuck that bar is in business. It's like, el lado de los hombres. What the fuck is that? And then you look in, there's a pool table, there's a bar and like one guy and the lights are flashing. <laughs> and you're like, who the fuck goes there? Who goes there to have a drink, right? Or is this like a pizza shop that you, like, what is a pizza shop doing in an alley? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you guys ever seen those places that like, you just wonder like, how the fuck, who, who came up with this business idea and how do they stay in business? God damn. I want to cover those places. Like, I just want to go there and just be like, all right, let's go find out what this uh, random ass, I'll probably get robbed on camera. Hell, my camera will probably be gone the first night I do that shit. <laughs> hey, I go live like, hey, guys, I was uh, filming the first video, man, but I, I kind of took a little too far and uh, I got robbed. <laughs> so uh, if you could donate so I can get another camera, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, like are you driving over town and there's like a, you know, the, like a chicken restaurant or like some guy named a restaurant, Pablo's restaurant. Like what the, who the fuck eats at Pablo's restaurant? And why the fuck would Pablo just put his name on that like it's supposed to sell or something? Yo, this is Pablo's restaurant. Oh, shit, we better go eat at Pablo's. All right, so uh, that's pretty good. Um, underground, underground venues in Miami. That make you wonder... How, why they're in business and how. Why they're in business and how. Okay, so we'll do that for places you don't want to be seen or caught at. Three, top three places to take your side chick in Miami. That, that one's tricky because if you're going to take your side chick somewhere, Las Rosas, man. Yeah, I love Las Rosas. But Las Rosas, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Las Rosas. Top three places to take your side chick in Miami. So this is, it really comes down to preference because some, some guys get side chicks that the girls know they're side chicks. And so all you have to do is just spend money to keep them happy, right? It's like, oh, I'm just hanging out with my married boyfriend. <laughs> but as long as he goes out and buys me Don Perignon at Kiki in the River, we're good. As long as he keeps me happy, fine, whatever, right? So you take those people, you take, you know, your side chick out to a place like Kiki's or Sea Spice, or the, the Mondrian, I don't know, what are these high-end places that I've only been to once? Uh, Graziano's, so you can dine over by the river and look at the fucking waves as you have a 18 glass, uh, $18 glass of wine. Um, yeah, so this one is a little tricky because we got to include people who are high-end, 
right? Because if you're in Miami and you, you're a high-end guy that's married, you got to take your side chick out to very expensive places to keep her happy and to forget about the fact that you have a wife and kids at home. Like, let me just sedate her with fucking experiences and just, just, just be happy, suck my dick, and let's go on these dates. All right, as long as you keep me happy, we'll go. But then there's also another side of the coin where it's like, I got a side chick, but, but she doesn't know I have a main chick. She doesn't even know she's the side chick. Where would you take her, Las Rosas? <laughs> you take her over to Las Rosas. Woo, Juanita. Hey, Juanita, text me. Speaking of side chicks, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, Juanita. We're talking about where to take uh, side chicks in Miami. So if you're rich, you got to take her over to expensive places. and But she's got to know that you have a wife. If she knows you have a wife, you got to take her out to expensive places to sedate her. Right? But if she doesn't know you have a main girl, you then take her to Las Rosas. You take her to Flanagan's. <laughs> that's another one. Flanagan's. Uh, all right. So that's, that's top tier. Then there's low tier. So top tier is like, you know, sea spice, right? If you're married with kids. If you're married with kids, you, you take her top tier. If you just got a main girlfriend, you could, take, you could bring it down a notch. <laughs> all right. So, uh, but that's, Flanagan's is a little bit low. I, let, let's find that, that, that middle spot. Like, what would be the middle spot to take your side chick out in Miami? Um, what's up, Critum? Crit, double M. Uh, Crit, uh, what's, a, what's a good place to take your side chick out? Jada Coles. Ah, Jada Coles is dingy too. Jada Coles and Las Rosas are like on the same tier. And no disrespect to the venues. I love these places. Take your side chick to the strip club so she knows there are more women in your life. Yeah, that's fucking an awful way to show her that. I hang out at strip clubs because I'm lonely. And I think the only way to impress women is to throw money at them. No, strip clubs is actually a bad look, curse and blessings. That goes to show you how to touch you are. Uh, no, that's unless you hang out with a girl that's into that, you know, club 11. Hmm. Club 11. I've been there like twice. I haven't really been there often, but I know that in the roof you can, you can dine there and it's like pretty good dining. All right. We'll, we'll put 11 just for the sake of getting to the next topic. Teach me that what, how to take your side chick out. All right. Where do you go to find a side chick in Miami? Where do you find them? Top three venues to find your side chick in Miami. Top three venues to find side chick in Miami. Uh, Lagniap. Whoa, shit. Nice. Smith and Walensky. Yes, bro. Perfect. I love it, guys. Lagniap. Is it Lagniap or Lagniape? Lagniapi? Lagniapa. I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking her over to Lags. Uh, Smith and Walensky. Wow, man. Smith and Walensky. I've been there a few times. If you're finding side chicks at Smith and Walensky, man, you better be doing some fucking illegal export import shit because why? You can just go to a karaoke and just meet somebody there and just make her your girl, you know? But Smith and Walensky, man, you're like, you're like hunting luxury. You know, is, it, is that a good investment? I don't think so. I don't think that's a good investment, man. Uh, Art Basil and uh, Christian Mingle. Yo, fly him over for that cachapa. I don't get it. What's, more ven- what's one more venue to find a side chick in Miami? Um, mm, let's see. What's a pl- place that you could find a side? You know what? Uh, they speak inside Coyo Taco. Smith and Walensky, as long as she pays. <laughs> Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, Kings, man. Kings Bowling Alley. Over in Doral. And there, he, here's why I, I, re, I say Kings would be a good place. Because 
any you want a fun, you want a fun you want a fun date okay and if you're at king's if you meet somebody there especially if she's a, a side chick she she's probably a little more adventurous right because you're walking what's great about places like king's is you're walking around and you're having fun you're both well not because of the pandemic for obvious reasons but you know you're bowling you're playing pool you're ordering drinks at the bar you're walking around there's extracurricular activities and so, you know, you're bumping, you're having fun, you're motioning, right? So that motion allows things to happen. You could find romance that way because you can chat somebody up, you can have a conversation. Because how are you going to approach a side chick when they're sitting down with their friends and then what are you going to walk up to them and be like, hey guys, how are you? You're looking real nice. I'll have a club soda and a vodka. Oh no, I'm not your waiter. I was trying to talk to your friend. Oh yeah, no, no, thank you. Can you please get us the waiter though? <laughs> So, you know, when you approach that way, it's a little more, it's not as, it's not as easy to go through that force field when they're sitting down at their own table. You got to go somewhere where there's movement, right? There's activity, there's, there's a adventure. So I'd say King's Bowling Alley is where it's at, guys. It's a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of activities. And whoever goes there is looking to have fun anyway. So, hey, you never know. A taco spot. Why do you want to find a side chick at a taco spot, shatty? Uh, man, you guys have bad taste. I'm asking the wrong group. I'm just kidding, guys. You guys are doing great. Uh, but no, I don't think a taco spot is the right place to find a side chick in Miami. I think that's pretty good. We got high end, Lagniap. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Smith and Walensky. Then we go down. Lagniap, King's Bowling Alley. Bam! We got a great video coming up right there. Uh, picking up wasted girls at game time. Ooh. Now we're going on the edge, Sasha. Now we're going on the edge, picking up wasted girls at game time. Like what, during a football game? Hooters. <laughs> but make sure you, you go on the outside part of Hooters. Um, but at game time, I don't really, I've never been to a sports bar and there's a group of girls going out on ladies night to watch the football game. <laughs> hey, yeah, you ladies out there that, that are single, if you're looking for a date, why don't you consider that? Why as a matter of fact, that's a brilliant idea. Why don't sports venues, like sports bars, why don't they offer like ladies night during football nights? That's fucking brilliant. It's like, hey, uh, you know, tonight is NFL, uh, you know, football Sunday, football Monday, Monday night football. Uh, it's $20 for five beers in a bucket, but ladies drink free. That's brilliant. So now you got guys coming in to watch the game and then they got the ladies there to hang out. You, you would dominate. Oh, the place game time. The adult arcade? Well, Sasha, you seem like the kind of person that would go there. Uh, game time. Oh, I've never been. I didn't know there was an adult arcade. The only arcade I know about is Arcade Odyssey uh, by Kendall. Homestead, you know? Uh, arcade Odyssey is where it's at. <laughs> and that's, and you know, me as a 35-year-old, whenever I go there, you know, um, He's walking in. Arcade Odyssey is such a... You want to take me? Sure, you can take me, Sasha. Why not? Arcade Odyssey is... I relive my childhood whenever I go there because I used to love all that stuff, like playing as Mega Man, playing shoot-em-ups, playing fight games like Street Fighter. Like, I loved that stuff as a teen. But now, when I go back and I try to relive it, you know, to have, like, those little moments, I just feel like... I uh, shouldn't be here, man. How old are you, bro? 13? Fuck. What am I doing here, man? You know what? If I wasn't in shape and I had a, and I had a really bad facial hair, every time I would walk in there, they'd probably call the cops on me, man. You know? It, it, it's just my physique. <laughs> I don't look... Dang, if you have a good physique, like, that guy looks like he's making good decisions. He just wants to play games, so it's all good. But if a guy came in with a fucking neck beard and a ponytail and he's out of shape, you're like, all right, keep an eye on that guy. That guy's not making good decisions. Then he's going to come in here and make an even worse one. <laughs> Arcade Odyssey, man. That's where fucking uh, Chris Hansen is about to shit. Chris Hansen is just waiting, just waiting for somebody to walk in. I'll fuck. What are you doing here, bro? Uh, I'm going to play Capcom versus SNK. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so, man. We don't like that neck beard you got on. Uh, I what? Yeah. It's a little uh, suspicious that you're walking in here to play your little video games. How old are you? I'm 42. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm not doing anything illegal. We don't like it. Put him on camera, embarrass him. Look at that belly. <laughs> Look at that mullet. Look at those foggy glasses. There's just something about you we don't like, man. What are you doing here? Get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Flippers Arcade on Bird Road. Bro, how many arcades are there in Miami? What's up, Johnny? Flippers Arcade on Bird Road. We had to fake tokens and got a... We had fake tokens? How are you counterfeiting tokens, Montez? What's your secret? <laughs> you have a token machine at home? You know, that that's illegal, right? You can't make fair tender. What is it called? Uh, fair trade, current tender. You can't make tender. What? Ah, fuck it. I don't even know the name. Uh, look at you. Uh, need to show ID to prove you are, you are not overage. Wood. You used wood tokens and it worked? Hey, more power to you, Montez. Oh, man, I would love to see a fucking, uh, uh, the news. In the news today, we busted an underground uh, <laughs> group of children that would have wooden tokens that they would go out and use it in arcades. The Chuck E. Cheese over on Bird Road has shut down because of this underground operation by these children. And then it'll be like a photo of, of you guys <laughs> in a garage with a, bunch of, with a bunch of coins, wooden coins behind you like, kids go they were having fun wood what the hell yeah wood who would have thought that wood would work this is what i'm gonna do guys i'm gonna go over to arcade odyssey real quick montez let's run let's run a, let's uh let's cop a lick as the kids would say let's cop a lick over at arcade odyssey and put these wooden tokens in there uh <laughs> that's hilarious man uh, yo, I spend my entire woodshop experience on tokens. Exactly. <laughs> Someone took full advantage of woodshop class. <laughs> you know how they say that there's some classes in school that you never learn from? Well, guess what, Montez? You are probably the only person that actually made it work. <laughs> hey, man, my woodshop class, I learned a lot. Um, awesome. You know what? Speaking of woodshop class, you guys remember home ec, home economics? What a weird fucking class, right? Did they give you, you guys, I want you guys to write down what you remember about home economics. What is it about that fucking class? I was so weird. Home economics is probably one of those classes where I remembered it so well because of all the weird scenarios I was put through. Like, I remember, I vaguely remember that you get partnered with someone that's in the opposite sex. Like, you pretend, they never say you're married, but they say guy or a guy if you're a girl. All right? Yeah, you got to make monkey bread. Yes! Fucking monkeys died for bread. What's up, MG Orchids? I had to do baby egg. Yes! All right, yeah, I remember that. I remember that they would give you, you would have to make a baby, but you don't make it by fucking, <laughs> although that should have been part of the curriculum. You get sex ed and home economics at the same time. I'm like, all right, guys, we got this curtain back here. We got this booth. You guys go in there. You guys get seven minutes of heaven. All right. No questions asked. <laughs> uh, kids will be kids. Let them have fun. Let them figure it out. I, I, I probably come out crying like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> they never taught me. Oh, uh, <laughs> I right, say, so yeah, they, they give you a bag of flour as a baby. What kind of school did you go to, Jess? They couldn't afford a plush doll. <laughs> Poor Jess. Wow, that sounds awful. They gave you a bag of flour and they're like, this is your baby. This is fucking. You just walk around. If you, if I got a bag of, if you know what would be a good idea, if someone gave me a bag of flour and I was smart enough or entrepreneurial enough, I'd be selling cocaine in school and be like, "No, this is my baby," and then you just sprinkle it in people. It's like, "All right, kids, it's five dollars a hit." You just open your hand. You just sprinkle it in. It's like, "What? What are you doing, man?" He's like, "I'm trying to make the bag lighter. My baby's losing weight." <laughs> so I remember that. You had to build this plush doll. Like you actually had to sew it with your partner. And then inside of it, you got to put an egg inside of this thing. A fucking, 
and this and it was like a week long project. It wasn't just like a day. It was like a week, and that egg was rotten. And bro, I'm I'm getting fucking flashbacks. I'll never forget. I had a friend of mine that didn't take like he was like a friend slash bully. Better than an egg, bro. Wow, really? Uh, this. Well, you know what? If they didn't give you the bag of flour with the egg in it, it was probably easier for you to get a grade. Because for me, the way you get a good grade is if you take care of that fucking egg so that when you turn it in, that egg is still intact. And so you get a good grade. But if your egg is broken, people are like, what the fuck did you do to your baby? (laughs) You couldn't just leave it somewhere for a few days. Why the fuck is the egg broken? So get this, man. What's up, F1? Get this, guys. This guy, uh, there's a friend of mine. We were like, like friendly bullies. Like we would, you know what? We would roast each other. We would make fun of each other, but it would be in a fun way. It's like, you know that friend that you could just like fuck around with? So this guy, <laughs> I remember, bro, I just got a fucking flashback. This guy grabbed my baby and he goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> he looks at it and goes, what the fuck is this? And then he feels the egg in it. And he goes, why is, there, why is it hard inside? Ah, and he throws it on the ground. <laughs> Bro, this, this baby, the way that egg exploded inside of it, it looked like it got shot, like in the, in the belly. Just fucking, <laughs> fucking yolk seeping through this thing. I'm like, Bro, there's a fucking egg in it. It's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Why do you have an egg in it? It's part of the fucking class, man. So, you know, I, and you know what? That guy probably saved my house from smelling like a rotten egg because that was probably like the second day that egg was in there. So more power to him. I failed it without having to take care of a fucking egg for a whole week. So now that I remember, I presented, <laughs> I presented the dead yoked baby to the teacher and said, the egg broke. He's like, well, Manny, you know what grade to get. They're like, all right, I'll take the F or whatever on it. And then, you know, then you just fucking cook some macaroni or some shit. And then, you know, you get your grade back. <laughs> you balance a checkbook or some shit and then you pass home ec. All right, so I killed the baby, but at least I made monkey bread. <laughs> oh shit. Yo, fucking. That's great, man. Yo, this is a, this is a good one, guys. Your baby was murdered. You level up to home ec number 2. <laughs> Yeah, and ever since then, man, I learned the importance of contraception. Plan B, we got to kill that shit immediately. (laughs) Maybe never stood a chance. I learned my lesson at home, Eck. (laughs) That baby never stood a chance. I learned my lesson on home economics. (laughs) You got to kill that egg. (laughs) Yo, awesome, guys. Um, all right, let's wind it down. Let's wind it down, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're finishing up here. Um, oh, yeah, one more sponsor before uh, I, I almost forget. Uh, so as you guys know, I'm working on producing uh, some shows. Uh, let me see. Did I miss something here on the chat? Um no, no, we had those babies that would record how long they'd cry and would go off at 3 a.m. What the fuck? You guys had a baby you had to record? Uh, I made cookies. What the fuck? Hialeah, home ec. Uh, wow. All right. I guess home ec is just different. That's probably why we're all fucked up as people now. We don't even know how to do our own taxes. Well, yeah, because our home economics gave us a plush baby with egg or a bag of flour. <laughs> why are we making monkey bread? I'm trying to make a living here. We'll figure it out. What the fuck does monkey bread have to do with life i'm gonna write that one down too what does monkey bread have to do with living life <laughs> home economics man that's probably the weirdest class isn't it what the fuck did we learn there home ec awful monkey bread and macaroni and cheese all right, guys, as you know, I'm working on a whole bunch of shows. Uh, well, content for you guys. Uh, we are running an outline here. And if you'd like to support, I got to buy a bunch of shit. I got to buy a GoPro. Got to buy a new mixer. Got to promote, right? Got to put ads out there. So if you guys want to help me out, 
go to miamicomedy.com slash shop and I'll send you over a handmade t-shirt made by yours truly. And uh, as time goes by, I also got this one with Richard Pryor in it. Also gonna be making one of others such as legends like Red Fox, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, and uh, I don't know, Eddie Murphy. Whoever you find funny will make a version of that. I have a GoPro for you, Manny. You do? Is it the nine? I need the nine. All right, don't give me none of that Go, GoPro four uh, that it, ta- it it looks like a fucking uh, G-Shock uh, watch in the front. Use the USPS to ship it out. Trade GoPro for merch. Yeah, I'll do it for sure. I'll give you a t-shirt for a GoPro. As a matter of fact, here's what we can do. Uh, Jay Gloria, the nine kicks ass. Don't rub it in. Here's what we can do, Jay. I have two, actually. Perfect. Perfect trade. I'll give you a shirt. You give me the GoPro nine. We'll call it even. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a shirt, take you out to lunch, and then we'll trade the GoPro for the shirt. How's that? How's lunch for the GoPro? Let's do that. That way, save myself a good solid four or $500. All right, we'll dap it up. Bam, there we go, guys. Shout out to Jay Gloria. He's got a fucking GoPro, so I saved myself four to $500. Thank you, sir. All right, now I can sign off happy. All right, guys, that has been it. He means nudes. Yeah, can you imagine if I get your GoPro and there's fucking a sex tape on there? <laughs> what's, up, what's up, Hot Jam, jam, hot jam Miami? Can you imagine? Jay Gloria, make sure you format uh, whatever's in there. All right. Do disinfect it. There is a pandemic. Not, not blaming you for anything. Make sure you know. You run a nice little Lysol cleanse on there. Just saying. Hey. Uh, yo, have a good one. Great show. Thank you. No SD cards included. Okay, good. <laughs> I got SD cards. It works out. All right, everybody. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, keep sending me ideas. Go to MiamiComedy.com slash group. Write some ideas for uh, videos that you guys want to see because the videos are coming sooner than I thought. Thanks to Jay Gloria. Once again, MiamiComedy.com slash group. Go ahead and write it in on the group and uh, talk about some of the topics you want to see. Enjoy the show. Stay safe. Thanks, MK. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye.